FX stepping up. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure when it does come on, but I'm I'm pumped. And we yeah. are we are recording now. Oh, and that okay. is the truth. Hello. But uh hello Brian, I'm Paul. Hello You're- Paul, I'm Brian. All right, welcome to the podcast. Bingewatchpodcast.com at podcast PC. No. At Bingewatch. Binge at Bingewatch PC. I know I don't tweet myself, so Why was you yeah. smoking out on the backboards? Had some, some quaaludes <laughs> and uh, so, smoking with President Obama and some other stuff. The Situation Room chillaxing. But we were watching uh, the new Taboo trailer for um, it. FX, yeah. starring it says from Tom Hardy, so maybe he's a producer too. I haven't read too much about it really. I just saw the trailer maybe 30, 40 minutes before you got over here, but it looks cool. It looks like a miniseries. Ridley Scott attached love, to it. Love me some historical stuff. Man, Tom Hardy, Revenant. He's been in Yeah, he's a working, legend. He's a working fool, man. He's good, too. He is good. He was Bane. Wasn't he Bane? Yep. Well, the Batman. That's right. He's got. Uh, he's good with the voices. Yeah, he is. Um, as am I. So, uh, hashtag Taboo FX. FX channel. I keep on rooting for them, then I remember they're part of the Fox Network. <laughs> I know. Like they're like some underdog. Man, they're no USA Network. What's so weird is uh, it's... Um, Me? No. Well, it's so different. Like, what's on Fox and what's on FX is... Totally different crowds. Sorry, I, I was looking at that stupid ad on Bing in front of me. <laughs> Five foods never to eat. I got a banana blinking at me. Never eat bananas because it's bad for your liver or something. Yes, I like my potassium. That's right. Um, wow, how does this come up? I googled emergency break info, and now you can see intro. Well, Let's just do this. I don't know. You tell me you're the one using Bing. No, this is Google. Oh, it is the Google. This is our the news intro for this week. Oh, okay. It's counting down three, two, one. Welcome to Binge Watch Podcast News. Paul, the bearded wonder, here talking. It's just me and Brian, so we're gonna do this. Flying the dynamically gay duo. <laughs> That's right. The balls were not touching. Oh, so from our one of our favorite sites for news, extremist.com, ex. S T R E A M I S T dot com dot com. Uh, Google is making deals with TV manufacturers for Chromecast integration. I thought that was sort of interesting because uh, all these things that hook up to mm-hmm. back of TVs, they need an HDMI port. So they're talking to TV manufacturers to get it built in so they can stop hogging up an HDMI port. Yeah. So. Why don't they just have, uh, I don't, so, like any TV you go buy now has Netflix and all those apps and shit built in. Yeah. What would you get in addition to all that if you had a Chromecast thing built in? I don't use it, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, a guy up at work, he swears by Chromecast because he doesn't, you know, he's a cord cutter, so he. he right, loves, and that's he how he gets his. His stuff. His stuff. Netflix and everything, right? It's a dongle. The yeah. dongle. <laughs> the, well, the angle of the dongle yeah. is in direct proportion to the heat of the HDMI. <laughs> yeah. I so I guess it just having that integrated in, they don't have to sell it anymore and it's in the TV, but it isn't 
it already in there via the TV? Why do they loaded with all that shit? Why anyway? do they? I I need to. I guess this was probably my job to look it up. <laughs> why do they need a piece of hardware? What is it about Chromecast that that makes it hardware dependent on this all, little on this bingo bongo? It, it, it allows you to be on Google Play, which is their app store. What is it like a little streaming media thing? Yeah. Oh, so what? It's just like a i iTunes, it's like a mini, TV, a Apple mini, TV a mini Roku. Yeah, it's like a Roku. It's just uh, little. Yeah, it's not big. Well, the new Roku, like, have you seen the Amazon Fire sticks? They're like that big too. Oh, and so they just plug into the. So they're TV. basically sort of like USB sticks. Now. Yeah, huh. yeah. All of, well, the Chrome thing. The Amazon, you can get Amazon TV, the box, the little box is like an Apple TV box, or you can get the little fire stick thing that plugs into the back. Yeah. Does the same stuff. It just doesn't have any memory on it, I think. Yeah. I'm not I sure. I don't know. I'm not sure why. Because it, it streams, it's like a, it's a media streamer, basically. Well, I wonder if it allows you to have like internet on your TV. I guess. You know what I mean? Maybe. Which, like, the, I have the laptop in the bedroom, HDMI hooked up. This, and is I, and sh- this is a show where you're not going to get any answers. Just a yeah, bunch of questions. Yes. Um, please know. research this for your fucking self. Yeah. That's the kind of show we are. We, um, uh, we bring the news. You do the research. And the TVs now are so high definition that I can type on the laptop and just use the TV as a monitor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Without, so maybe it allows you to do stuff like that? Like you can get online or something? I don't know. Hold on a second. Let me... Uh, what? Uh, hell. <laughs> what the fuck is this thing do? <laughs> is is Chromecast uh, is it's a thing. Hey, you just put you put it you put the, the thing Cast. goes in the hole. The male you have the here you go you have the female receptacle and the male there we receptacle go. and you insert the male into the female. I believe is how that works. I'm all about the receptacles. Okay, answer. Chromecast is a device that you plug into your TV's HDMI port powered by a USB cable included. Very important. Uh, (laughs) Using your own smartphone or computer as a remote control, you can use Chromecast to access video content from Netflix, YouTube, Hulu Plus, the Google Play Store, and other services. So it's got to be the only upside is it allows the Google Play Store. The Google Play Store. Because any TV you buy has all that other stuff built in from the jump. 18 things you didn't know your Chromecast could do. Well, we just found out what it is. Make pancakes. Yeah, I would like pancakes. Hell yeah, Chromecast. Um, A streaming dongle that recently got a colorful makeover. (laughs) My dongle's streaming, and they gave me a cream for it. (laughs) So um, it's it's our... You got the drippy dongle? Yeah, it's, you know, the... Here he comes around, Dick Trickle, coming around the corner in the Monostat 7. Uh, it's just 35 bucks. So, yeah, you can uh, you stream stuff from your PC or mobile device to your TV. So it's, a, it's, a, it's like that middle manager in office space, the guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm the guy that does the thing. I'm jumping to conclusions. So, yeah, that's, uh, it's, uh, so that's why they're wanting to integrate it into you. We've, we have an answer. Because it does stuff and things. They want to get their, their hardware in. And their symbiotic relationship in because everybody's still vying for eyeballs in 
because you know pretty soon you're not gonna have to leave eyeballs it's like the in blade runner i made your eyes (laughs) and then one of the replicants starts dangling these frozen eyes over his shoulder oh so that taboo thing was just flicking through twitter is uh ridley scott is the big producer behind that he Mm -hmm. seems to be producing everything these days man he he don't need to make movies no more F movies. Yeah. So uh, in other news, just uh, real quick, uh, Amazon, I just got a couple of things. Uh, Amazon increased the minimum purchase uh, threshold uh, just uh, three years ago from 25 to $35. Now they are hiking it again. The minimum purchase requirement is going to be $49. So what I'm they're, not a fan. So what they're doing is they're making it more and more attractive for people to say, well, I just might as well get the $99 a year yeah. prime membership. Yeah. They're putting the squeeze on. But, and then I bet they do this. So $25 is the threshold for prime. Like if you order like 35, s- well, hold on. If you order something via prime and it's $25 and less, then it saves it as an add on. It won't ship it to you until your order gets above 25. And I experienced really? that for the first time this week, a couple weeks ago, maybe. I thought that shit was. That's why you got the membership. Well, I know, and well, you do. You get the two days. But what they want to avoid is you ordering five hundred things like one at a time. Oh, you know what I mean? I guess. Well, you can order this little tiny thing, and they send it in like a, a shipping crate. So I, I don't want to hear the them. other day that was like this big, and it came in like a twenty-four by twenty-four box. It was ridiculous, and the rest of it was packing packing stuff. And for everybody who could not see, since we're not on video. It was no, about it was roughly. Big. I said how big it was. It was it's this big. It was yay big. <laughs> it was roughly the size of a banana. Two yays by a uh, tad. It was the size of a banana that you shouldn't be eating because it's bad for your liver. Mm-hmm. So, Don't do it. So yeah, this uh, this change was made quietly without any official announcement or press release. They just did it. Just going in, did it. We hope nobody notices. Yeah. Of course, Reddit noticed, and they started bitching up a storm. So, uh, <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, so uh, they're they're putting the uh, uh, they're putting the squeeze in. Stop putting the squeeze in, Amazon. That's my squeezins. <laughs> yeah, that's my squeezins, man. Yeah. my corn squeezins. You, you can buy that by the jar, squeezins. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, by increasing the minimum requirement for free shipping from thirty five to forty nine, make it a little bit more difficult for shoppers to secure free shipping. Oh, so that that's their other angle. Oh, and it, what I was talking about, it make well, I might as well just sign up for Prime, right? And also, it's it's they, I'm sure they got figured out uh, the uh, the mathematics on people's like, well, I need to go ahead and order it, so they're gonna they're gonna get it, make a little money. Which, especially if you buy a ton of stuff off of Amazon, the because you get it quote unquote free shipping, but some of that shit will be in a, to you in a month, even if you're on Prime, but. If the two day thing, if you order a lot, the two day things for a hundred bucks, it's well worth it. And the video service is kind of an add on. Yeah. Um, and just treat it the, like an add on. <laughs> just for the shipping, not having to run to the store and buy all that shit. Um, it's at your door every day. Yeah. Well, they uh, uh, they have um, uh, they uh, they pointed out in their article could uh, boost some interest in uh, the supposed Amazon killer Jet dot com. So that's the. Uh, uh, which has been shown to have cheaper prices than Amazon in many cases. Yeah, Amazon is not and hasn't for a very long time been about price point. No, they're not yeah. a Walmart. No. No. The uh, 
the uh, it's convenience. Um, but a lot of things they they have a, there's a new shipping policies are explained off this link. Most book orders, uh, physical media book uh, books are still have a minimum purchase threat a threshold of twenty five bucks. Yeah. So it's not everything, but nearly everything else is now bumped up for, to 49 bucks. So, yeah. I get it. And it's going to be hugely beneficial for them to bundle it up into bigger packages. Yeah. Again, that's the first... Like, I, I went to order it and it said, oh, this will be saved as an add-on. I yeah. was like, what does that mean? Because I've ordered... And I guess I've just ordered small stuff in big groups and it's always been above whatever the... I think it's 25 bucks. Um, I'm, so, I've never experienced that. So, I had to, like, take a step back and then... There was some other stuff I needed to buy, like, down the road. So, I just went ahead and got it now. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, what else you got? Uh, just the last bit uh, for the uh, news, and then we can uh, shuffle shuffle down the the road. Uh, industry icon Stephen Garrett launching new company Character Seven, teaming with Lionsgate and Hulu on a series called The Rook. It's also in uh, conjunction with uh, Twilight author Stephanie Myers. She she has a production company called Fickle Fish. Mm. It's like why? But she's rich, so who cares? I like it's my a Lon- fickle fish bakes. It's, it's a London set super. The Rook is a London set supernatural series for Hulu. Huh. And uh, this Garrett, he's a huge. He's huge. Uh, is it based on the Rook comics? Um, let me see. It's adapted for TV. It's it's not giving me the information. My, my give it my my my. my Bones require. <laughs> it's 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 uh no, I don't think so. Huh. It follows former British soldier Jonathan Pine, who is recruited by an intelligence operative named Burr. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I need a glass of milk now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have happened if I would have my glass of milk. So um, so yeah. So uh, I thought that was sort of interesting, and it's uh, they also. Uh, they also uh, talk a little bit about uh, that the night manager that is coming to uh, Sundance, and that's a movie. This is the night manager. It's a miniseries. Miniseries. Yeah, it's going to have, um, it's going to have uh, Hugh Laurie and oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Loki and Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, Loki. <laughs> also, that's what I call him. Olivia so, Coleman. I don't recognize any of these other names. Oliver Klozoff. <laughs> yeah. Olivia Coleman. Uh, I didn't remember her from something. Couldn't get a more flattering picture, Olivia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she might want to. I'm wearing, oh, a, okay, I'm wearing okay. a mink. Where I know her from is she was in the um, Broad Church. Oh, okay. With, uh, before they brought that over. So she was with. Uh, uh, with the purple guy? Yeah, the purple guy from Jessica Jones. And also, she was really, really good in that. Yeah, you said that Broad, Broad Church is yes, better significantly than, better than the American version. And what was that one again? Something Point, Grace Point, Grace Point, mm-hmm. Gross Point Blank. Mm-hmm. I Try love that movie. Stab somebody with a pen. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you got tried to get assassinated by a pen? Uh, it's been a while. It's been so, a while. Um, so, <laughs> you want to just jump right in and start bitching about um, Blacklist? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the black let's list. do it. Debbie, are you caught up? I'm. I'm. Yes, two, I am caught up. I'm on uh, the. It's uh, Drexel, Drexler, mm-hmm. whatever episode that is, um, and I haven't watched last week's. And I, I'm man. I'm about. Uh, I was about twenty minutes into uh, um, the Drexel. I think mm-hmm. that was the episode week before last. 
What was that? Keep scrolling. We got we have a monitor that it has been sitting here for about a month or so, and we finally got it hooked up so the, I can see. So things. Drexel was Drexel. That's not a, a fantastic and episode. Thus, that's why I made it twenty minutes, and I was like, I think I would just got up while I was playing and just walked to the kitchen. <laughs> I just I'm this season I'm I'm sort well, of out. Sort Drexel out. is very kid heavy. Yes. Very. Do I adopt? Do I keep the kid? Do I marry Tom? I don't care. And don't ruin my show. Um, the caretaker, which is last week's or technically this week's episode, yeah, um, was better. Okay, there was a lot less mention, and, and it felt like I'll just pe- I'll it just was getting back it to. And so I'm hoping as we go forward, um, which we still have one, two, three, four, five, six, six more episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna make it through the season. I promise. I'm not gonna. Uh, there's we've talked about this many a time. We're coming out of the the graveyard of the lull between seasons, and now it's like, man, if you're not good, if you're not pulling your weight, you're gonna have to go stand out in the backyard. I know, I know. and and so I hope shows. you know they they finish this season pretty strong. She goes away, has her actual kid in real life, but and then we what, never hear of it again. I know. And then next season, I don't want to hear. I hope just for the sake of the show, not that I think that people should do this, but I hope that she adopts or something. And then next season is back to the races. As far as I don't want to see her. I thought you said back to the racists. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see her, uh, Kings of the highway trying to learn how to diaper a baby or feed a baby or any of that. That'll be the death of this show. It turns out to be Mr. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom, did you pick up the formula? (laughs) It's like, no, Tom. actually, the Binge Watch uh, podcast, firm, we've made a firm decision that everybody out there who is currently pregnant right now should just give up your baby <laughs> yeah. and just, you can drop them Especially off. Especially if you're in a hit TV you show. You can drop them off at any fire department in the United States. There's a there's a law that you can drop them off. Uh, please have them in a basket or something, you know. Don't just stick them in a Walmart plastic bag and drop them off at the fire station. But yes, you'll you'll be much happier. Yeah, because I I would really really hate for her, which fantastic in real life she's having a kiddo, having a baby. I'm sure that's awesome, but I would really hate it to see the either the the second to the last death nail or nail in the coffin of this show because this show is so awesome. Yeah, but the the first it's couple so of- bogged down like the last we've been back now three four episodes yeah, from the, the break f- the first episode coming back was really good and i was like oh, all right sweet mm-hmm. and now it's like it's, first episode was alistair pitt right yeah yeah, yeah i've and now Dead i'm with just the dogs yeah i'm now i'm just i'm like i got other stuff to watch i know seriously You're gonna have I'm, to seriously step it up or something else is gonna have have to happen yeah so yeah that for me i will finish out but there's so much good. Like we got Walking Dead. No, we're we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Better Call Saul. Mister Gregory Devery was the first, because the Vim was the second, and then I liked the Alistair Pitt episode. Lady Ambrosia and Drexel bored me to tears. Yeah, but yeah, number ninety-five, Mister Gregory Devery, because the last the break was Director One and Two, right? Or did it Director One and Two was the f- start of this break? I can't remember. I thought it was the end of the last one. No, the director one and two was the was first. It a, a homeboy who got tossed out of a plane. Because wasn't yeah, wasn't Kings of the Highway the? It was the start. It was the first one. 
Kings of the Highway was the first one, I believe. That's where they get Hillbilly kidnapped and all that shit. Yeah, that, that, was, was, that was sort of dumb. That was sort of dumb. That was sort of dumb. The, um, yeah, for a show that it took you forever to get me I into know. it. And then season one and two, and I was like, man, this is the greatest thing ever. And now it's it's got it. They had to. Parenthood. They must have had to do a rewrite because of the pregnancy, which is fine. That's cool. I'm, I'm all for people getting knocked up and ruining my shows. <laughs> yes, stop it. Uh, but you know it's they they must have had to switch gears story wise because it's like you know they have to mention it <laughs> it's like yeah why are you wearing all that baggy stuff <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing i was I, are you lactating i what can't remember doing? what show it was where the one of the female leads got pregnant and they just did the baggy because she was only like six months yeah right till I, I, I remember and yeah super baggy and then she had the kid on the break and then it was never a thing in the show but i guess it's it a during, timing thing it was um it's Golden Girls. They did that, right? <laughs> yeah. They were all pregnant at the same time. That's right. Knocked out by the same dude. That's right. I was going to say that. Same guy. Yeah. Got them all. Got to catch them all. Maybe it was the, it's a Pokemon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pokey Granny? <laughs> po- Pokey Granny. <laughs> Pokey Granny. Um, all right. So that's enough bitching. Please get back to the, the show at hand. I know, right? So um, so you, I, 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 what do you want to talk about next? Um, well, I was just a quick mention. Black Cells continues to be really good. I'm um, going to start watching that this week. Oh uh, yeah, because I found I've made the decision that I'm just going to watch it for the lesbian. <laughs> yeah, the you lesbian that'll angle. That'll hook you, and the then you'll be so ang- into the show. The lesbian angle intrigued um, me. The main, the main uh, pirate guy, um, Flint, great actor, Flint, great, Michigan, great crack cast for the most part. Does he have lead issues? He does. Um, but only as water when he makes water. Yeah, and only for the. I, it'd be like when you start watching that, it'd be interesting to see your take on it. I, okay. I thoroughly enjoy it. It has a lot of really cool, again, pirate scenes, battling um, ship to ship, a lot of strategy around how they catch other ships that may be faster, um, how they avoid getting caught by ships that are faster than them. I think I think that's interesting angle to think about the the age of sea warfare. I mean, you don't have computers. You don't have, don't have your smartphone. You don't have uh, radar. I mean, really, you know, it's like, what do you got? I have a sextant and a big pair of balls and an astrolabe (laughs) and a whole bunch of gunpowder. Yeah. And a sword and a bunch of guns. And we're just going to go out there and see what, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mono mono and and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pull up beside you and start blowing holes in your ship. Try to take your main mast down. Yeah, so I'm. Uh, so she I, said. Yeah, not my main mast, not the main vein. My uh, my half mast. Yeah, I'm half mast. <laughs> um, I'm behind on Shameless, which I just couldn't fit that in. Busy weekend and busy week. Um, yeah, stuff start. We predicted it. Stuff starting to fall off. Yeah, only the strong survive. Well, Shameless will be definitely won't be a fall off, but it was this week. Um, we forgot to mention last week. Um, and you're not totally caught up on it, but Vikings started season four. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's really well done this in terms of the, uh, quality of the production is really well done. Who got pregnant? Um, no one so far. Did Rolo get pregnant? (laughs) But it does. So it is a little bit plot repetitive. Um, because remember when they left Rolo behind and he, ended up partnering with that other guy to come back and fight his brother because I'm never going to be king. He's always going to be ahead of me, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Well, so they they when they go down and fight in France, um, and Rollo is the name of the um, Viking that does conquer Normandy and and forms the um, that empire there for a while. It's a real dude, real dude. Even though every time you can roll a roll to, to your, your prayer. Yeah. So um, I, I they can't, end up I can't going take down. Say, I can't take the dude serious. <laughs> the, so the Normans end up going down and conquering like all of North Africa, all the way over, and fighting, um, and and fighting for the uh, Constantinople. Super cool story. But anyway, they leave Rollo behind after they fight in France in season three, and he does the same thing. He sides with the other with the French king for money and position. It was, so that's a little bit repetitive. That's exactly the same reason he betrayed his brother last time. Um, so somebody didn't learn a lesson plot wise, right? Plot wise, a little boring, been there, done that. Yeah. But the, the show is still great. The second episode was fantastic. It's called kill the queen. Um, Really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. A lot of action, a lot of hack and slash, a lot of build up, and um, so I think this. And they're going to have a difficulty managing because there's now there's a pretty intensive plot line set up in England. Obviously, back in Scandinavia, they have a the, their home base, and there's a lot of stuff going on there. Right. And then Rolo is in France, so they got a lot of stuff to. And they're being, they've joined a lot of these historical lines together that actually the Vikings participated in. Um, the game of risk is joined. Yeah. So it that kind of aspect's really cool, but they got a lot of stuff going on. A little bit like games, Game of Thrones, and I don't need it, I don't need my Vikings show to be so intricate and so Games of Thrones-ish because what I liked about it was the Vikings were like, hey, let's go kill people and take stuff over and yeah. Whatever. So I'll, I, I guess I, I hope they I guess don't I, I guess politic I, it up too much. I, well, I guess that was a reality, though, is that once they got to a certain amount of power, then that's when you enter into the world of uh, there's there's some there's some talking go along <laughs> with the slashing. You know, yeah. it's it's like you know it started all with like, hey, before y'all invade, would you like some farmland? <laughs> so you know, it's, it, that's when it that you start compromising, and then people start calling you soft, and then. Well, you do. I mean, that's a generational thing. Like every it's young empire that, that that raises up um, gets soft at some point because the next generation doesn't have to fight as hard to get to where they were, and the next generation has it even easier. And before you know it, you're the one, you're the status quo establishment defending yourself against the foreign invaders. You know, like a generation or two down the road. Well, that's what happened to the hippies in the 60s mm. you know they're preaching their values and now they're like man how do i offshore my money <laughs> that's right those hipsters yeah before <laughs> skinny they, jeans ruined my life we think personal property is uh the devil and now it's like how do we what, where, i need some more tax shelters <laughs> that's right i got assets i got hard assets <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah so um well, okay, some investments to per- because that um, the Vikings was another one of those shows that you told you said, man, you got to watch it. And then I watched the first two seasons and I was like, this is awesome. Season three is fantastic. And I think this is going to build up ahead of steam. Yeah. And there's a lot to do. There's a lot of betrayal stuff that happens in season three that they're kind of working out in the first couple of episodes as long as they don't pull a blacklist on me man yeah. tell yeah. you it's like it's a fantastic show and then you're like what, what happened? happened what happened 
What the happened? Where's the showrunner? Get him in here. March frog step him in here. But yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. This is as good. It's not as money, not as much money spent, and there's no real magic or whatever. But for for me, it's as almost as good as Game of Thrones in terms of like it's a vast character set. Um, I hope they don't Game of Thrones it up totally. Yeah. In the next couple of seasons, because I think that'll be the the end of it. That'll be jumping the shark a little bit for it. But it is cool to have that peek into what it must have been like in the 1100s, I think. No, this is around the 900s, I think. Yeah. Yeah, The uh, since we're talking about comparisons to Game of Thrones, I watched uh, Season 5, Episode 3 last night, uh, High Sparrow. And that's the High Sparrow is this oh, a super religious uh, cult that's in uh, Westeros right now that is causing a causing crap for uh for uh, cersei backfires on her yeah yep and they keep on um uh since uh your season five you said season five episode three since uh um uh little king Shipbridges got poisoned his uh brother tomnan uh cersei and uh jamie's one of their (laughs) (laughs) incestuous brood uh he is now he is now king and married to um the woman from High Castle, uh, High Garden, a, a woman from High, High Castle. Who I'm all about her, Marjorie, Marjorie, and a half. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's a cutie, cutie. Have you seen those pictures of her where she has her head shaved Mm-mm. on the side? Oh, from when she was in, uh, that was when uh, she was Mocking in the the, the Mocking Jay yeah. Part Two. What's her real name? Um, um, Marjorie. <laughs> no, her <laughs> name is uh, Nick. Cole Simpson. <laughs> her name is uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. What is her name? Uh, just type in. I want to say. Type in. Uh, so many people in this fucking movie. Uh, uh, Nikolai Ceausescu. <laughs> yeah. Um, just type in. Uh, what did you type in? Mocking. That's, that's the Hunger Mocking. Games. Type in. Uh, type in. She was a minor character though. Type in. Uh, Hunger Games Marjorie. Or Hunger Games, uh, Game of Thrones, Marjorie. People out there will be yelling, "You don't know that name? What kind of podcast?" I don't. Is? I don't. How does you spell? How does she spell in Marjorie? The normal uh, way or the M A R Jari Jari Marjorie Tyrell. Yeah, her. What's her real name? God damn it! <laughs> they don't say. There she is. Natalie Dormer. Oh, gosh. Natalie Dormer. That's it. Wow. Man, I hate when that happens. Yeah. She, uh, she's also in uh, a new horror movie that uh, came out this year called The Forest. Forrest Griffin. Yeah, I totally dig that look right there, man. Yeah, she's she's attractive. She's very she's beautiful. She's beautiful. And the, the lady who plays her grandmother in... Mm-hmm. And Game of Thrones. If you go back and look at her, pictures of her when she, as a young actress in the '60s, they look a lot alike. Mm. So if you think she's hot now, then look at what she'll look like <laughs> when, <laughs> she, when she gets into her Everybody, late. Everybody, yeah, in the late '70s is not looking so hot for mm. the most part. Shuffles last a little. But yeah, but you're you need to hurry, man. I know it's get coming up. Season six. When does it start? April or something. Yeah, everything drops in April. I know. Yeah, but the last night's. I mean. Uh, Brianna of Tar, she's going around tall self, 
chopping people up left and right, and she's got that uh, Valerian store, sort of Valerian steel that uh, Jamie uh, Lambert. She's actually gave her. one of my favorite characters in the book. Yeah, and, and they've done a pretty decent job bringing her into the. But she's just you know, she's just got this single focus, very loyal, very like. She's like a tick. I've man. been she elevated. Wants, I want to suck blood. Right. I'm. I was born to suck blood. I have pledged my vow to suck the blood. <laughs> I'm a blood sucker. Yeah. So and because uh, uh, in this episode, uh, Arya Stark, Arya, Arya Stark, mm-hmm. uh, one with the thick eyebrows. Uh, she's got a mad eyebrow game going. Uh, she just uh, she caught up with. Uh, that cult, that guy who gave her the token, right? And uh, and that storyline advances considerably. Yeah, she's sweeping she's sweeping the floor and getting mad in, in episode three. So yeah. she's like, "Why can't I? When can I start stabbing people?" He said, "Calm down, a little stabby, stabby." He said, first we have to give up a. It's like very Zen Buddhist with some killing. <laughs> yeah. So, well, there. Uh, it's like the it. cult of many faces or something like that. Yeah. No, the, the man f- with no name or some shit. The, like the that. nameless. The nameless. That's it. Or the shameless. The shameless. Yeah. Because I'm shameless. And uh, um, my pen broke. Uh, uh, the Targaryen girl. Uh, that's over there finding out that. Taking over cities is not yeah. really not really working so well. It's like, man, what do you mean? You need a bureaucracy and a system to run this stuff? Ooh. Yeah. My yeah. dragons keep on eating children. <laughs> That's why the uh, Mongols were like, okay, you surrender and pay taxes and we'll let everything stand as it, as it is or yeah. uh, we'll have to kill you all. Because just, trying just, to manage chickens, chase the chickens, herd the chickens is like not, not what we're good at. So yeah, you like, continue to do what you do or die. That's right. Keep on pumping out those cuneiform Have you plate seen um, Winter's Trumping? No, the video. Yeah, I let's watch that real quick. Okay, okay. Are we about to take a break? No, we're just going to watch it. Winter's Trumping. This I saw the so picture. Funny. I saw the picture. I think I sent that out. Didn't I send that out? And it showed him with that face. <laughs> yeah, this is genius. My friend, we have traveled very far. We have no food, no water. It's Once I face. see my people fed, I would be honored. No, we have a serious problem with radical Islam. We have a tremendous problem, and we can't be the stupid country anymore. Where I come from, guests are treated with respect, not insulted at the gates. Given the circumstances, my lord, I believe extreme measures are warranted. The people that are with me 100% are the people. What? The Pope. <laughs> the Pope was in Mexico. That's Do you know that? right? He said negative things about me. Dreadful. The Pope <laughs> is being told that Donald Trump is not a nice person. Donald Trump is a very nice person. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Little finger. Mm. All of us will die. I said temporarily. I didn't say permanently. I said temporarily. We have no border. We have no control. People are flooding across. We need to build a wall. Here come the wildlings. It has to be built quickly. The one giant. The greatest builder is me, and I would build the greatest wall you have ever seen. <laughs> That's and perfect. in that wall, we're going to have a beautiful, big, fat door where people can come into the country, but they have to come in legally. I don't think they like me very much. 
This country needs somebody that's a deal maker. I'm giving you Commander Greyguard. No deals. No deals. We don't make deals. Not with anybody. We don't make deals. You mistake me, my lord. That was a command. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Just so you understand. We need people that know what they're doing. We don't need babies. Are you refusing to obey my order? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I never... You, I think you could say that, yeah. Ollie, bring me my sword. They laugh at us. Our enemies laugh at us. But they say waterboarding and they chop off heads. They think we are so stupid. You have no idea. Much liked my head. Don't want to see it removed just yet. I would bring back waterboarding. And I'd bring back a hell of a lot worse than waterboarding. Green fire. Winter is trumping. Wow. You know what? That's the best thing I've seen in a while. <laughs> that is so awesome. He has such a, Donald Trump has such a, an affected such an affected quality to his voice yeah i mean it's very new york he would make it an amazing voice actor yeah and he is <laughs> i tell you what there's uh, we was talking about it uh when he was watching the end of the bill maher show out there is that uh rubio and cruz the gloves the kid gloves are off they're they're going to town because they have just gotten the memo that we got a f- couple of months ago that Trump's probably going to win the nomination. <laughs> so they are, their billionaires are behind them saying, better fucking get in there and start tearing this dude. It's new, time. It's go new, time. It's go time. So there's talk. And he is cool. I will give, if I give him Trump anything, because I think he's, he's, you know, he's, he's just, he's a, he's all, he's all about himself, but he stays cool under fire. He had those two guys in the last Republican just sitting there and it just they devolved in these just crazy arguments talking and shouting over and he just stays cool under fire yeah. so if i give him anything is that he stays cool under fire well he's just i think he's so out there he's so crazy he's that's just he's so used to that you know what i mean yeah. and I, I really don't think he's crazy i think he's crazy like a fox because he's like he suddenly realized oh crap i could be president and he's like Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I'm going to use all my powers because he's, he's damn getting, right. It's go time. It's, <laughs> damn right. It's go time. It's he's. It's interesting how this everybody thought is a joke, and I'm not sure that he didn't that he was maybe just doing it to pimp his brand or whatever. Right. And then suddenly it turned into not a joke, and people start all the pundits like, oh, he's not going. He's he'll he'll fade out. People they need a serious candidate like Kasich. <laughs> with his you know what freaks me out no eyebrows can't trust a man with no eyebrows smooth smooth as eggs <laughs> smooth criminal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> smooth criminal down under <laughs> as uh, Deadpool would say That's so right. yeah that I think I think this is a political season is it's very much like Game of Thrones I think it's very interesting mm, so we'll see what like happens hillbilly Game of Thrones yeah inbred uh, inbred though so get caught up man you only got a couple weeks yeah three I'm, or four weeks I'm to a, get it and knock it down and I can't say what well, I'm on season five I can't say I've enjoyed the whole series yeah yeah uh, you know the, it's like it's I think you'll love where season five goes and how it, how it ends it's, yeah it's really cool yeah and I've already heard some spoilers on stuff that happened at the end of season five so eh what are you gonna do you're yeah, do. the last last couple of episodes are awesome. I've started. Um, spoilers don't bother me as much as they used to, because now it's it's hard to dodge them. So I might as well. I'm just, you know, 
if, you, they, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna get prison raped, you might as well <laughs> might as well just lay back stink and stink fist. <laughs> so the uh, yeah, I'm right there with you, except for those pivotal ones that like a whole season builds up to something. I got there, and there may be a ton of stuff you can find out along the way. There, you're like, okay, I know that's coming. Yeah, but that make it less enjoyable to watch. Yeah, but, you know, every normally a good t- good TV show or good movie will have one or two things that it reveals in Act Three that make you go, oh, okay, now I have to reevaluate everything. Yeah, those so, that's yeah, that's a different thing. If, that's if a different it's those thing. pivotal ones, that still pisses me off. Was, and people should be good enough judge to know, like when you talking conversationally not to talk about those particular ones yeah because you're pretty good about that if i'm not caught up in the episode you talk in sort of generalities Mm -hmm. and it's that's fine yeah i don't want to ruin anybody's enjoyment of it yeah now if it's like we're talking game of thrones season two from like four years ago i'm probably going to be okay talking about the spoilers well that, that was like um that used to be the thing every time a new harry potter book would come out uh People would rush and buy it, and then just read the like the last chapter, and then go buy the lines at the bookstore, and and that happened because it's been out long enough that uh, Snape killed Dumbledore, uh-huh. and uh, there was a video. He did. <laughs> there was a video of you know these long lines of everybody dressed up as little kids dressed up as witches oh, outside man. of Books a Million this or something, so, and somebody so did cruel. a slow drive by and say, "Snape killed Dumbledore," and you hear everybody. That is fairly terrible. But that's they, not nice. That's not nice. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that was cruel. I laughed hard, though. All right. So I know you haven't seen it yet, and, and you've read the book, um, oh. 11 So we'll talk about that real quick. Okay. I am caught up. Um, I like it. I think it's really well done. I, the hook for me is super cool. Like any type of time travel or like, hey, let's correct a mistake of the past, I'm in. Yeah. That's enough for me. And here's where Stephen King kind of always irks me a little bit. Yeah. That's enough. I don't need to dog. You don't need to dog pile on to the. So there hasn't been a ton, but there's been a couple of times where some quote unquote supernatural stuff happens. Um, that's a little bit unexplicable, kind of a little bit of a guiding force. Yeah. So when he tries but, to hide in that room, he's gone to the JFK uh, speech and he tries to hide in that room and all these bazillion cockroaches come out and drive him out of the room and he gets captured because of that. See, I don't remember that didn't happen in the book. See, that is a little irksome. That didn't happen in the book at all. And, I don't Because I don't need an additional like supernatural aspect of it. Yeah. Right. Um. Because I think that the there, oh, there's a time portal. That's already a pretty big. I gotta buy in that. There's a time portal in this guy's closet, right? Yeah, it's like if I already paid my down payment on that idea. <laughs> yeah, that's so all I need. That facilitates this whole. Let's go back and save JFK. That's enough. And then there's the where the past sort of starts defending itself because it doesn't want to be changed. Yeah, and he talks about it really well in in the novel. Is that he talks? Uh, he talks. He. I'm trying to remember. I should have. There was this. This word that he kept on using over and over and over in the book, and it wore me out. And um, I'll have to next podcast. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll look track it down because he used it like every chapter almost talking about it. And I was like, I got it. I got it. 
And then got, the, it, got it. You don't the, have to say that again. I think the I quote it. in there is before dude dies, the 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 diner owner, he says, "Hey, would be careful when you're back there because when you push on time, time pushes back. When yeah. you push on the past, the past pushes back." I think is what he says. Yeah. So now, not only is he trying to do this very hard historical change thing that every time he gets close because he tries to call his dad something the past pushes back on him right yeah um so that's like i would just love just you already got like a really cool straight ahead story there's enough like intrigue and i just i just thought of the phrase the past is obdurate Uh and that's the word man it's like if you if you did like a on the Kindle version of the book and did a search, word search for object. Oh my God. That's like, got it. Yeah. You found a new word. Got it. Yeah. So then now I got to pay attention to the past pushing back on him and trying to defend itself, so to speak. Um, so I liked it, but I'm, I'm just hoping that there's not too many Stephen King ish things in there. If that makes oh, sense, wait till you get to the ending. Oh, hope they gosh. fix. Hope they fix that ending because the when I got to the, it's a chunk it's real. Of a, this show is really well done. The though. the book is really well done until you get to the ending, and then it's like, <laughs> mother. Seriously, <laughs> that's how it ends. Yeah, it, it's just sort of. It wasn't as lame as the ending of the dome. Uh-huh. His other book. Uh, the book, uh, not the. I don't know how they well, if they fixed it in the t- in I don't the TV know. series. Did, was the, the, the was that a mini series? It was a mini. It came and gone. And it was complete story. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought so, it was actually a, a TV show. TV show. No, no. It was based off the book because I read that whole book and I was like, man, this is a cool premise. And then the he just uh, he's like, well, I'm not going to work too hard on this ending. <laughs> like a lot of his stuff, we talked about that. Obdurate, stu- stubbornly refusing to change one's opinion or course of action. Mm-hmm. The past is obdurate. Use that phrase over, over. Ooh. Well, thank gosh they didn't. They just said the past pushes back. Yeah, I think that I think he may have realized that you can get rid of that shiny nickel <laughs> word I, I threw in there. Yeah. So, uh, so I, it's really well done. It's so cool visually. They do such a good job of recreating the that 1960. I heard that uh, James Franco does a good turn. He does a good turn. I like him as an actor. He's a good actor, but he not, does some annoying in, things. Not in the the interview. I haven't seen. Oh no, gosh! I did see like 15 minutes of that and said, "Fuck this, I'm out." Yeah, um, smart man. But he does a couple things that are irritating to me. He has these looks. You're irritating. That that's true. That he'll give you like a look, like he'll give a camera a look or or the a character a look. He kind of has like, and I was talking about this at dinner last night. He looks. He's got like his patented blue steel look. Oh, you know, from Zoolander, his his, his stink face. <laughs> yeah, he so he's got like three or four looks, and it and, and they're so obvious, like when he's doing them, that it almost pulls him immediately out of character for me. And okay, that's James Franco. Yeah. Um. So, but I I feel like he's doing a pretty good job. He's not overacting in it, which is definitely not an overacting role. Um, but he has kind of these. And it's almost like he's rehearsed these looks to death and he just gives them in certain scenarios. The best, the best thing that could happen to that guy is an industrial accident (laughs) because he's, yeah, he's, um, well, Spider-Man already killed his father. I mean, what else do you want to have? 
fairly tragic life. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, it, it's it's I can't wait to start watching it because I'm interested because I've read the book twice mm-hmm. and I want to sit down and read it again after I watch the series because love the whole thing. Get to the ending. Oh man, you run a marathon, you're gonna give up five yards from the finish line. Come on, <laughs> what's that? But they do, you know, a lot of us shot here in Dallas. Yeah, um, including, including JFK, he yeah. was shot here in Dallas. Under it, yeah. So uh, it's good. Yeah, I'm just hoping that. What episode are you on? Is it up to three? Two. It's two. Well, the first one's like at two episodes together. It's right, an hour and twenty minutes or two hours or whatever right um and then uh episode two is out that's the only two that are out so oh, okay. far so um, i not a lot I've, of catch up i've to got do. uh i procured we shall call uh, uh the first episode okay good good paul um, do you have a hulu account no sir <laughs> but my neighbor does i do have a pirate bay account <laughs> <laughs> but uh i went war drive another day and <laughs> downloaded it for free <laughs> but um so you're gonna like it the story's good yeah. What's his name? He tells a good story, man. Stephen King. That guy tells a good story. Those endings. Though. Yes. And, and, and kind of what you're saying, though, they're, they're, his writing, I will get irritated at some of the stuff he does mm. during and how he writes. He that said, literally, I cannot churn my, I cannot almost force my way through it. He worries about that, you know. He's, uh, he's said in interviews, man. Oh, Brian likes this. I know. And then he just he starts counting his money. He's like, nah, fuck Dude, Brian. <laughs> sometimes his grammar, and I'm not really a grammar fiend, like it's got to be picture perfect, but sometimes, like there's a, if you read, um, a lot of books will, especially in the dialogue, will be on purpose, you know, very incorrect grammar because that's the way people talk. Yeah. But then sometimes his sentence structure and his grammar, and it'll be just like a whole paragraph, will be the grammar so bad and it's so you're not. I'm not. I'm not asking for pristine writing. That's one of the things. I, you've read Game of Thrones, right? Some I've, of the books. I've read up to the third book. Yeah. And but and I've talked about this ad nauseum before over the years. I love the way he writes. Except when, when he starts describing names Ed. and shit. Yeah. 15 I just skipped a, I will literally skip six or seven cha- uh, paragraphs in a row because I know it's nothing but yeah. all description the- it's like man I do not care where they got the velvet and <laughs> from and the process to and, make the road and why the banners look this way and all the relations and all the history of this one particular clan that's it does beat me down on detail that but the way he writes is fairly eloquent and, and I'm as entertained by that as I am by the story sometimes. Yeah. And then the thing was, I'm reading Stephen King and I love the storyline. I love where it's going, but the words that I am reading are beating me in the face. He'll, he'll clunky, clunky, yeah, get he'll clunky on you a little bit. clunky on. And then I, then I'm like, then I'm conscious that I'm reading. Does that make sense? Like that's the entertainment value you, it, is lost. It's like when James Franco makes the face. It when pulls he you out does of blue it. steel, yeah. it pulls me out of the thing. And he, his, writing sometimes will bump me out of the whole story and i loved the dark tower books sometimes it would bump me so hard i'd have to put it down and come back to it like at a later date i had i had a lot of trouble with i still haven't made it all the way through the dark tower books mostly because 
Well, it's it's, like, it's fantastic it, it, it up into Wizarding Glass. It's it sort of me it, for me. It meanders too much, and it's like I'm like, man, you could use a strong edit in hand on some of the stuff because some of it. And he writes these huge chunks of these pay phone books of 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 novels. They're just so big, and it's there's a lot of and that's a little bit of my gripe with um, my gripe with. Um, uh, Robert Jordan, the Wheel of Time series. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, could you move this motherfucker you, along? I know. Yeah, it, 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 it's same thing with uh, Game of Thrones books, and I haven't made it through all of those yet because it's like I got it. Okay, I know where you got the butter <laughs> from for for this meal, you know, and how they cooked it and what the servants are having. A lot of the ones that these really these seven hundred plus page novels they don't need to be that. No, long. and that's it's what I was just, just going to say. Like the Gunslinger is not a long book. It's not. It's not a. You know, it's not seven hundred pages. The Drawing of the Three not seven hundred pages. It's a couple hundred, I think, maybe two or three hundred. Yeah. Um, Wastelands, the vol- it gets a little bit more voluminous. Yeah. And then Wizard and Glass is this huge long book that just beats you down with this train that they're on, and then they wind up with it. And then off in the distance, they see uh, the castle from Wizard of Oz, and it's it is the glass castle from Wizard of Oz. Really, it's a bit of a beat down. Bit Wolves of, beat down. of Kala, which is a good story, is really way too long. And I, then Song of Susanna and Dark Tower are awesome. So you have to fight your way through I have two to, painful books to get to the other side. Well, and that's interesting that he he's he's switching up on this a little bit instead of a week uh, instead of a week ending. He has weak books <laughs> in the <laughs> <Yeah>. middle. <laughs> yeah, that's so a whole string of them, and it's and to a certain extent, you know, it's, it was everything I could do to make it through Wizard and Glass. I mean, it I've was got a, a mental. I've started. I've restarted um, book four. About that's feels, Wizard and Glass. It feels like I've restarted it about eighty times, and I just keep on. I have all the books, mm-hmm. and the last, the last three or four, uh, last three are are in untouched, unopened, unsealed condition because I haven't made it through that damn book yet. But I will eventually. Cause yeah, so here's so I'm page, taking the train to work, so I got two hours page every count. day. To, and this is, I think this goes right to the heart of this. Oh, my God, I can see it. Gunslinger is 224 pages, of, and I love that book. Drawing of the Three is 400 pages. Wastelands is 512. Wizard and Glass is 787 Wolves of Kala is 714. Song of Susanna, Susanna, great book, 432. And then The Dark Tower is 845 pages. Wow. It is six of... So it's four times as long as The Gunslinger. So it is equivalent to four books of The Gunslinger. And it, it's like, it's not most of it's not needed. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to have to do that thing that I have to do with difficult reads is just work my way through it and just say okay set myself go i'm going to read like 25 pages a day right and then eventually i'll be done (laughs) (laughs) right you know it's just i'll have to force my way through it and i've switched over from reading to so many audiobooks now that i still have there's four books on my bed stand that i'm sort of working my way through i do the same thing do you uh, like read multiple books at once yeah Yeah, and i just rotate through them i do the same thing um Nikki, and it's kind Nikki of modish. Nikki, Nikki doesn't know how it, she has to read. 
A to Z. Ooh, a to and Z. Then move on. And then, yeah, I, I jump around on books all the time. Yeah. No, me too. And I'll, and some books I'll sit down like that. Um, and I actually really enjoy reading. That guy's writing style is really pure and simple. The guy that writes the uh, the Tom Cruise movie, um, Jack Reacher. Oh, yeah. Um, he's got, yeah, that's his, a whole series. Yeah, he's got like 20 books. I really like that. It's really pure and simple writing. Very yeah. s- simplistic, very descriptive. And so it moves along pretty quickly. Gets and to I, the point. Thrillers yeah. are like that. That's that's asymptomatic of thrill, good thriller right. writer. It's like, okay, we're off to the races, and we're going to stay off to the races <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until the end. We will not bog you down in 845 pages. Yeah. Um, anyway, we've meandered there for, for a, a bit, but you got to get caught up on Game of Thrones. And, and uh, the 1122-63. Uh, yeah. Um, I was trying to think if there was anything else more, anything more about eleven twenty two sixty three. I'm in. I want to see. I don't know how many episodes it is. Hopefully, it's not a ton. I think it's uh, like six or I eight, hope it's six, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So the first one was long. <laughs> yeah, that's always interest. It's interesting to me when they do that, especially with the first episode, and it's like, why? Why did you? Why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you surprised me. So, I think they had to do that because there's not a really fantastic stopping point. Yeah, in the first part of the story, and to make it feel it's sort of a make that's it a, feel that's like a, it's at a net, little bit of a natural break. Yeah, and that's a that's movie that's feature length. Yeah, pretty much. They could have that you know, and literally, if this thing would have been made into movie, it'd already be done. Yeah, it already. Yeah. So that tells you how much stuff they have to ixnay out of books when they make them into movies. Oh well, see that's the, it's like the opposite of the uh, the Hunger Games. Those books, they're if a banana for scale, there would be it, it would be, it would be eight banana, <laughs> eight books would fit in a banana, leaf. and then they <laughs> the very the for the very last movie they split it into two full movies. Yeah. This. What three hundred page book? Which I mean, I think I've seen part of Mockingjay one. I like the books better on this. Um, I didn't buy. I didn't buy. I, th- I thought the first movie was was not bad. Yeah. And then the rest of them is it just felt like a, a cash grab to me. Yeah. And I'm sort of getting tired of Jennifer Lawrence anyway. She's the it girl. Yeah. For Hollywood, but I'm sort of getting tired of her. She's dominating, man. She's got to have had made a shit ton of money off yeah. of all this. Once stuff. her, once her, uh, once her nudes came out, <laughs> bloom was off the rose for me. <laughs> well, and I think to her credit, that's one of the things she says. I'm not going to starve myself to death. I'm not here to be a super thin hottie or whatever. Yeah, she wants. She likes pizza. <laughs> let's, I like, let's get some pizza. I like some pizza. So I know you haven't started watching it yet, and you're under a little bit of protest as to um, if you're going to watch it or not, but. Um, and again, the only downside of this show for me is David Schwimmer. Like I have to battle through everything he oh, does. The, the people versus. So this is David Swimmer says juice. Juice. When Chris and I broke up, the juice was there for me every night. It's like he's not really the juice anymore. We gotta get you dressed, juice. Juice, juice, a will? Juice, juice, juice. Come on, juice. Juice! Juice. Juice is, it's AC. Juice! 
AC's here. Juice, I heard Juice. It's on every channel. You know I feel the same, Juice. You're gonna tell them yourself, Juice. 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 Your whole family's here, Juice. <laughs> She's on the house phone waiting to talk to you, Juice. Juice. Okay, Juice. Okay, Juice. We're good to go. You're home, Juice. You know Uncle Juice and your Uncle Juice. Your Uncle Juice is a good man. He's never gonna stop being the Juice. It could explain a lot, Juice. Just hear him out, Juice. He's right, Juice. Listen, Juice. Juice, Juice, this is your life. Juice, Juice, um, please, Juice. Juice, we need an answer. Yeah, so... Welcome, welcome, welcome from the slight break. Yep. You may or may not hear that reflected in when it's all pieced together. Brian may just chug right on in. <laughs> we jump right in. We used to have music. That, that's, that too much time in the editing room. You doing Ain't nobody got them time for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll just mention real quick uh, a show that we've both been watching. Gotham starts mm. tomorrow. It starts back on uh, uh, Monday, February 29th starts with uh episode 12 uh wrath of the villains mr freeze Mm -hmm. so um i don't remember if we put any money on this but did you see who's coming back no the one-eyed lady oh um oh um jada pinkett Mm mm-hmm still alive and it's coming back we talked about that yeah we did talk about is i think we couched it in the phrase that she was really good. They need to bring her back. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, because last time I think we saw her, she alive, she could, dead. Yeah. You thought she was dead. No, I thought she no. Was, you thought she was dead because I, I said I was the way that went down. I feel like she's still alive and she's coming back. And you're like, no, she's dead. She's I, dead. I'm gonna. Have I think to, you owe me a dollar. I, I Listen. think I, I'm going to ask the judge for a, a, review, a review of the transcript. <laughs> We're going to have to go back uh, quite a ways. Yeah, it's God. That's probably. Three months ago, when we had the discussion, yeah, maybe so, more than that. If you want that dollar, I think uh, the burf- uh, burden of proof is on you to pro- <laughs> to produce the transcript. Oh, the, the preponderance of evidence is going to show that you owe me a dollar. Juice. <laughs> I don't remember if we bet on it. Free but, the juice. <laughs> um, I was pretty sure she was going to come back, but I think she had some a movie obligation to go do. Yeah, and so they wrote it so that she potentially could come back or not. To uh, go uh, maybe coach uh, her husband on yeah. finer acting techniques. Which I saw, um, maybe that's a good segue. Um, the trailer, finally. The full trailer when I went to see Deadpool for Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm super excited about that movie. But he's, he's still Will Smith, man. I, you man. know what I mean? He's the, he's the black Tom Cruise. Well, no, not for me. Because I can get past Tom Cruise. Why can't I be the Black Will Smith? <laughs> who can I? You know, I don't know who, but he's just Will Smith, man. It's just there's something about him in most of his movies. There's a couple of ex- exceptions. Get jiggy that with I it. I just see the French of the Prince of Bel Air. That's all I'm seeing the whole time, wow. and I don't like it. It served him well. I'm hoping that. Yeah, I'm not saying well. You know, Sarah Palin's pretty successful too. It um, served her well. That's right. Yeah, that's a, whatever your stick is. <laughs> stick, stick to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I liked him in uh, Legend. 
See, I thought that would have been a much better movie without him, but I liked the movie. Yeah. If it would have been somebody else, that's a good point. It probably would have been a from a good movie to a great movie. Could you imagine if Tom Hardy would have done that? Oh, it'd be badass. That's right. Um, Oscar's so white. But the rest of the cast looks awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see the whole Harlequin thing, yeah. and her character looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Um, and the Joker. Uh, 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 30 Seconds to Jared, Mars. Jared Leto. Ginger's favorite band, 30 Seconds to Mars. That's, that's right. Um, 30 Seconds to Mars bars. Yeah, so... So you want to you want to talk about the, the whole the, we want to roll to the Oscars? We're going to say that. well, I was going to. That's a good segue into Deadpool. I thought okay. I saw Deadpool. Yeah, I liked it. Oddly, my big takeaway w- uh, from it was less actiony than I thought it was going to be. It had actually a romantic edge, mm-hmm. and I thought it was hilarious. Yes, I love how Ryan Reynolds is making fun of himself the whole time. Yeah, did you yeah. catch the Blade Two reference? You know who's in Blade Two? He is. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, he, he knocked on himself about saying, "No green, no green super suits. No, yeah. not, not animated either." Yeah. <laughs> and they, just no. And the whole opening credits, yeah, is Fantastic. so tongue in cheek and so uh, disrespectful, self disrespectful to themselves. Mm-hmm. I uh, loved, and I've, I've really not been a fan of the cameos. Um, Whose name escapes me? The old guy. Oh, Abe Vigoda. Yeah, Abe Vigoda's cameos. But he was the strip club announcer. I thought that was genius. Yeah, oh, Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's 93. I know, dude. And still chugging along. There was an article I was reading this weekend, or this week, it was talking about him, 93, and he makes all the. He was just here at Comic Con a couple weeks ago. That's that's interesting. Uh, There's a. uh, off of, uh, I believe it's off of Vulture TV, and there was an article, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to read through it, give it a serious. Is this the one that's like the discrediting him or something he, like that? Like, what is his legacy going to be? Right. Yeah. I uh, saw, yeah, it, but Vulture, I, did not read I think it. it's off of Vulture TV. Read it this week. I'm going to read it this week mm-hmm. and, and really because it's a man. It is a super long article. I know. I took a gander. That's why I took a gander at. I was, I was like, gonna hopefully talk- there's going to be a little quip in there that I you know. And I turned it. Yeah. I clicked on it. I was like, oh god, I don't have time for this right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm going to sit down and because it looks interesting, mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll table this discussion for next week. So I, I liked, I liked Deadpool. Liked it a lot. It was funny, irreverent. Um, yeah, yeah, finger and finger and hole. Yep. Um, little little cartoon characters licking them on the face. So, so, it it beat out uh, boxofficemojo.com, my go to site for um, weekly totals and news and things like that. Industry news. Um, this huge looks like this epic, uh, budget-wise. The Gods of Egypt came in, just released came in second to Deadpool. Deadpool is still going strong mm-hmm. at the box office. Uh, Deadpool, two hundred eighty-five plus million domestically, and it probably is going to end up. It may end up uh, worldwide over half a billion dollars oh, for wait, a 58 easy. for a 58 million dollar movie yeah that's what it's the gonna, it'll was. be half a billion easy oh yeah yeah the, it's at 300 million now it'll make an it'll double that and it, it's it, still going and it's i think it's 750 still, million when it's all said and done oh yeah yeah and that's uh it uh we talked about that last time it was a movie that um 
Fox didn't really want to make. And I liked wasn't how really interested in. I liked how does Fox own Deadpool because they own. I think that it's just. Uh, I don't the know. The Green Lantern. It could be. I, 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 it's one of those weird things that it's a Marvel movie. You know, they had the Marvel comic book thing. Well, they sold all, but they tons had, of characters off. Yeah, that maybe they just had the uh, distribution rights, maybe. Or no, was it no Sony and Sony owns the Sony or Fox own Fantastic Four because I think it. Yeah, the because Fox is definitely the distributor, right? So they, it's one of those weird incestuous relationships. Um, okay, worldwide, it's at six hundred nine million, nearly six hundred ten million dollars already. Yeah, so, and it's still, I'm sure it's still got company countries it's going to be opening in seventy three day total on, um, the Force Awakens domestically, or is this this got to be internationally? It's a billion dollars. Yeah, a lot of a lot of motherfucking money into this. Yeah, and you think about that Disney owns Marvel. Mm-hmm. So they're getting a cut. They're getting their cut. Yep. So I do think that's a good this the money aspect of it in international box office. I think is a good segue into the Oscars talk. Yeah. Yeah. They. Um, so uh, like I said, I always for years have relied on boxofficemojo dot com. Um, so the Oscars, the Oscars, the uh, twenty sixteen Academy Awards are tonight. Uh, it is going to be the 88th Academy Awards. Um, first awarded May 16th, 1929, 86 years ago. And it's basically just a handjob party for everybody in the industry. Yeah, you said that was like a like it's a long time, 86 years. It's, every year it's getting less and less. So it's like, <laughs> a, like it's a long time. Back when we was kids, man, it's like, oh, wow, that was like when they were settling in America, right? Um so it's it's to recognize excellent and cinematic achievements in the film industry as assessed by the Academy's voting membership. And we will we will discuss the hashtag Oscar So White uh, controversy here shortly. Just want to go behind the scenes, talk about it a little bit behind the scenes, and then then we, maybe we can solve the issue of why why so white. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so that's uh, so that's tonight, and the the deal with the Oscars. Uh, there is, um, there is, I got this off of the latimes.com. Oscar nominees discuss diversity in Hollywood amid the hashtag Oscars so white backlash. That's mm-hmm. the Twitter tag for it. Uh, this article is related to Spike Lee. <laughs> that's what it says at the <laughs> top. I guess that's what, how it categorizes. Um, they announced its 2016 Oscar nominees. Only white actors and actresses were among the chosen few in the top four categories for the second year in a row, resulting in a resurgence of the social media hashtag Oscar so white and a bevy of concern about the diversity in Hollywood. Um, so, yeah. So what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's, and we talked a little bit about this, but I, as a white man, what are your yeah. thoughts? It's two white guys sitting here talking I know, about I know. it. Um, I, I, th- I think it's all about initially money. So, and I, I've read a several articles in the last year around it's, there's two, two things that are dictated by international box office numbers. Number one, action movies, big action movies do really, really well internationally. Um, and that's why we have so many big budget, big action flicks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Number two, um, 
and this so this is weird to me i guess a little bit is that and this was the the gist of these two articles it's been a while since i read them so hopefully i'm not way way off base but that they they are able to do more money internationally with a white cast because especially asia doesn't go see movies featuring or have heavily cast with black actors. It's a, it's a, it's a race issue. Yeah. It's a cultural issue with, with a lot of Asian countries, apparently. Yeah. And so as, and I, I, as I am not Asian, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that that plays in other, but what's weird is that they'll go see movies and pay to see movies with white people, but that's not Asian either. So what I don't know I don't understand that topic enough to really talk about it other than that these couple of articles said that that's why you don't have that's why independent film is almost all but dead where it was such a big thing there for a long time because they could make it cheaply and have a good return they'd spend five million and make twenty five million on the movie yeah but now like why do that when you can spend a hundred million and make a billion yeah you know potentially by these action movies. And they go worldwide, so that's where all the money's gone. Um, but still, doesn't that doesn't really dictate why all the Oscar nominations are white people? Because there's still people of all races and creeds in movies. Yeah. But so you could still like say, okay, this big one that was had this white person in it. It was a, it was a good movie and it, it did a lot of money, but we really feel like this other actor that's Asian or black or whatever race did a better job. So they win the Oscar, even though it's a much smaller movie. But the way these things are voted on is big money movie has a lot of marketing to these voters. Yeah. The voters, I think it's pretty rife that they vote for movies they've never seen. Yeah. And all they're relying on is how much marketing material they got on that one particular movie. Yeah. So, oh, I, I've never seen this movie, even though it's fantastic and a fantastic um, performance by someone that's not white. I've never seen that. I had never seen this big action flick either, but I, I remember coming out of the box office, it did a lot of money. Therefore, it must be the better movie. Right. Um, so I think there's a ton of that. And I think it's all driven off the international box office. But the Oscar nominations are like a derivative of that of that money then flowing back into the system for marketing and they send out the movies and the trailers and they send out pamphlets to the voters and stuff where I'm sure the $5 million movie or $20 million movie can't overcome just like with a presidential candidate. Typically, they spend more money, right? Yeah. Trump being the exception to that. So I feel like that it, that international box office number drives all this craziness. Um, and I would love to see more um, movies that weren't so amped up and so action-y. I, although I love those type of movies. Yeah. And that, that's why, for that type of stuff, I go to TV. And that's where, I mean, the point in to that point is that, uh, like, Idris Elba was in A Beast of No Nation about uh, the uh, sex and slave trade. Right. Uh, and the warfare. I still haven't out. seen it. Love the dude. And and it's and the it's on Netflix, and it's one of those ones that yeah, it was a it was lower budget, and he didn't get nominated. Right. 
and from what I heard about it, I haven't watched it yet either. What does it say about us white guys? Is that uh, hey, it's, seen every episode of Luther? Yeah. Well, there you go. I have not. So Ooh, the whiter guy in the room. Well, that's yes! right. <laughs> the whitest kid. And I am all for him being the next James Bond. I think he will make a fucking fantastic James Bond. They won't like it in China. <laughs> Well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> or maybe I'm not. Well, I like that. I think it's all but done, done deal that he's the next James Bond. So maybe that's the big test. Isn't, the, isn't that funny that we was uh, a few months ago when we was talking about that Daniel Craig was pimping him up and he was, no, 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 I am not running for president. <laughs> yeah. But that's what they were. They were. That was a trial balloon. So it will be interesting to see. I think it'd be a fantastic. James oh, he's going to be killer. Man, he's smooth and he is a great actor. Yeah. I mean, he's perfect. And he's I think it's a it's role. it's a little bit further along the continuum because what Daniel Craig is great at the physicality of it, and he's a really good actor. Yeah, and I think that um, they'll have to do something because Idris is a little bit older. Um, it won't be so actiony, or they'll have to do a lot more stunt doubly type stuff. But he's even a better actor than Craig, in my opinion. So, where does that take the the series? Does it go a little bit more serious? As the last four have been kind of progressively darker and more serious. Darker? I see what you did. Yeah, there. you see that? See. It's going even darker. So, did he get a spray on hand? What happened there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Idris. <laughs> so, like, it, I'm all for it. I think it'll be cool. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fully... I am... F- I. I but I bet you somebody had to sit in a room and say, hey, we can overcome this in the international box office because it's going to be a, f- a half of what that movie makes. That, you saying we can overcome this, we shall overcome. Yeah. Is, uh, there was, I think it was on NPR, they was, they was talking about this controversy. And one of the commentators said, there's only so many movies you can make about Martin Luther King Jr. and slavery. Right. And I was like, and, but the, and that's typically the ones that get the biggest talk. Right. And it's like yes, they they, they but they there are movies that that uh, step outside of that. But uh, you know, a lot of Spike Lee's films focus on the black experience, mm-hmm. which is totally valid. That is a totally valid thing to make movies on. But the like you were saying, the the range of appeal it's is going to it's it's self limiting. Right. In of that fact, I in mean, it's, itself, yeah, yeah, it's it's that fact alone that it's it's you know it's there you go. And I like I love a lot of Spike Lee stuff. Do the right things, one of my favorite movies. But I, there's a lot of people of different ethnicities, not just white, that aren't going to buy into that or aren't, aren't going to want to watch that because they can't relate. Yeah, right. It's that's not my can't, experience. Can't relate or don't want to relate. Right. And the same thing with um, the same thing with. And there was a there with was, the movie Slacker. Yeah, it's like okay, Austin early nineties. That's full on white f- freaks, and yeah. probably not many other races are going to be interested in it. But then you look at you look at a movie like uh, Dazed and Confused, hugely successful, and it's is it because the there's a wider appeal it's of Matthew the, McConaughey. Yeah. Party at the Moon Tower, but I, it's a that's a super valid point because I cannot remember the actor's name. Black actor said, "If I see one more quote unquote black movie about slavery or Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King or the, the overcoming racism in the '60s, he's like, make some other shit. Like make there. That's not stop pigeonholing that's not the, the black in, experience to being just that. of the of 
you know, about being black or whatever. And I think it's done. That's, I think those are the I can't the civil rights movement and slavery. Uh, slavery are hugely important topics. But there's other. I mean, you're you're pigeonholing a culture into thinking it's it's just those two strokes. You know, it's there's there's way more to it than that. Well, it didn't return who I tried to Google that, but it, it was, um, I know that I he think, made a very valid point. Yeah. And even, um, oh my gosh, what's daily shows? A guy from daily Troy uh, McClure, no, John, uh, uh, Leguizamo. Yeah. Leguizamo. No, yeah, the flea, <laughs> the daily show, but you know, he's gone into movie producing, but yeah. it's kind of the same thing. He made a, um, Selma, yeah. not, not Selma. He didn't do Selma. I can't remember Selma and Louise. Selma and Louise. <laughs> yeah. But he made a, a movie and it's like that too. Um, in terms of it's yeah, kind of it's, a genre flick. Yeah. And it's and, like, it's like, man, I have, they're going to make enough of movies about Selma, Alabama uh, that you could put them together in a VR helmet and see it in 360. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay. But I had never thought about more. that. I had never thought about that until I read his, and I, I just read the quote. Um, about him being, I was like, I'm sick of all of our, all the movies about black people have to be about slavery or have to be about, you know, obviously that's a huge, you know, piece of their history, right? Yeah. Um, but but I had never thought about that, and then I was like, oh yeah, that is kind of a thing. I get a little bit of that, or movies. I guess the like the help or they're their servants or whatever yeah. is the other thing he said. Though. Well, and the. But that was sort of a 60s period, 50s, 60s period right. piece, too. Um, I get a little bit of that That with, uh, like, movies about the Holocaust. It's like, okay, please make something else. <laughs> you know, <laughs> please make another movie. It's like, I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. I got through Schindler's List again. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's like, it's, that's not the totality of a race. You know, so I I think I see it as they, a if they only made movies about white people talking about the Civil War, right? You know, or them being we were all con- every time they made a person a white a movie with white people in it, they were all the Confederate generals or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I think the the larger thing is like how do you overcome that we business shall, we shall overcome incentive of the international box office? Yeah, well you what you were saying earlier you have to everything is a commodity and you have to to push put forward the features of commodities that make them the most attractive and say uh, uh where they can be sold right and so that's why you see so many movies on slavery and and on uh the civil rights because that is the most popular and well-known aspect for better or for worse of the culture right and like straight out of compton i it's a good movie i like the movie didn't get a single nomination no and i thought it was a good movie yeah i i really enjoyed it and i think that was a shame that it didn't get a, a nod that but, would have been an easy that would have been an easy one but um, an easy e one yeah but so how do the, how do you how do how do the producers all producers of films overcome that it overcome and again i feel like i'm totally casting shade on 
nine tenths of the world around they can't sell they they won't go see movies starring black people or or yeah. whatever but in a, and that's probably way over generalized but how do how do you over if that is accurate that or at least it's thought to be accurate which yeah. would influence the behavior in yeah. Hollywood then how do you overcome that cuz then what do you how do you go and say to you know everybody outside of the United States let's pretend and it's not this way, but it's to pretend there was no racism in the United States. And they still face this challenge of having to internationally market these movies. Um, the, the same thing about, it's, it's just as applicable about why are all big Hollywood movies action-oriented? Um, because it sells. And why does it have white people cast? Because it sells. How do you overcome that? Yeah. Even if, even if it's not a thing in the United States, which it totally is, but... Well, that uh, that movie, uh, Gods of Egypt, that just came out, that Deadpool, all white people, <laughs> all white people, and they had that con- they had a controversy, and I was like, well, son of a bitch, they're right. There's and, there's a whole bunch of whiteies, <laughs> and, and Ridley Scott was one was one of the few directors that is in this, and basically said, I cannot sell this movie. I can't. They can't, he, His thing was, I can't even get the movie financed unless it's not starring white people. And Man. what in what. He should have just added every that a every 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 day adding to my white guilt, right? <laughs> yeah, and my pile of money. Um, <laughs> he, he, oh, he should have said because I felt like maybe his quote, and yeah. I didn't read it like in an, the entire interview was he was saying, "I get it; it's not a good thing." I said, his quote should have been a little bit more like, "I am trapped in this system too, Lori. If I don't do this." I can't even get the bankers to lend me money to make these movies. Yeah. So when it comes down to this movie, we want to get this movie made and it only gets made with a certain cast. What do I do? I don't make the movie. And well, if you want to, if you want to relegate yourself to making, uh, things that'll be remembered in the annals of history, <laughs> right. As a very important, very small, you know, it's, yeah, it's, you have to, uh, you know, money talks, bullshit walks. You gotta, you gotta make stuff. That it, you know is going to sell. So I think this, if you're not, you're making uh, a vanity piece, right? And I think that it's a this is a long time issue. We'll be talking about this same issue in 50 years. Oh yeah. Um, unless this money situation changes, or there's yeah. a or you know the next generation worldwide overturns, and it's not such a big issue down the road. But well, and there's apparently a, is a huge issue, and it's, it's. I feel like I should know a lot more about this, but I don't. Yeah, and I, I'm the same way. It's but I, everybody's heard about talk about the the Browning of America is that um, more and more minorities are uh, we're we're not just a bunch of white people anymore. They're still in charge, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, I mean that plays to the Republican Party, the anger uh, from oh, yeah. the which is largely uh, look what all these brown people a conservative, are doing. A conservative you know white brown, party, an educated hillbilly, the brown people, yeah. they did it to you. Yeah, vote for me. Yeah, exactly. Let's build a wall. <laughs> that's gonna. That's that gonna, wall just got ten feet taller. That's yeah. <laughs> My name's five feet higher on each side. It's. It's, say it's Trump wall. Trump wall. That's that's, and it's, there's no way that wall is getting built. There's no way that. But and he knows it. He knows it. Well, that was his. And answer. it doesn't matter. It's, we was talking about that out back. Is that it's it's not so much that people really want Trump to be president. They're just saying f you 
to the Democrat, to the establishment right, parties. Because they're just as bad. I, I equally distrust and dislike the Democratic Party as I do <laughs> the Republican Party because, you know, like I said, money talks, bullshit walks. And it's like you got all those lobbyists. They're all the biggest donors. They give equally to both sides. And whoever the 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 flag is waving in whichever Democratic or Republican direction, that's who the, who's getting the money. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 money. And as soon as people realize that, people think that Cruz is the is the outsider. His wife is an executive, a high level executive at Goldman Sachs, and they they're believing his his bull caca. Yeah, no, and where please. his money comes from. Please, whatever. Yeah. yeah so um, I think this is going to be. We're going to, like I said, the, we could talk about this every year at the Oscars, probably for the next twenty years. Yeah. Uh, and now that we've uh, we've. We talked so much about that. I wanted to, to uh, I had pulled up, and of course, uh, Oscar so white, maybe not in 2017. Here's an early look at promising contenders from upcoming film, The Birth of a Nation, with writer-director star Nate Parker as Nate Turner. And that's, uh, that's a rebellion. That's a rebellion. That's what? Civil War? Mm-hmm. Slavery? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> it's like... I was like, okay, yeah, and, but see, it's such a oddly, it's such a hot topic this year, and I bet it's going to be a great movie, considering that a Birth of a Nation and that was a very it's it was a, it was one of the very racist first movie. racist movie. It was it was one of the very first movies in uh, in a silent film mm-hmm. from I think like what all 19, about the KKK. Yeah, it's all yeah. It's a, it's a, when I first saw it, I was like, because I'd I'd heard about Woodrow it. Woodrow Wilson like, was a very big fan of the movie. They screened it in the White House. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of you, t- you don't you go looking into America's past in the early part of Start the 20th century. Turn over rocks. Oh man, yeah, it's just all sorts of stuff. It's like, yeah, we love Hitler too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you do? <laughs> so, so yeah, so let, uh, I wanted to just real quick uh, to um, touch on the on the uh, the nominees. The nominees for this this year's, and you uh, might have to pull this up. It's OscarsGo.com nominees because it's not for whatever reason. It's because uh, I have my ad blocker on, and it, and I think it, they want me to see the ads. <laughs> so um, there's a. I think everybody thinks that the Revenant is going to is going to run away with it. The, thank you. There we go. The monitor works. Uh, so Mad I, Max is a, is a dark horse outside favorite. Yes. And I, like, I, I think that would be cool. I love that movie. I thought it was super cool. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the big action blockbusters. I think had a little bit of substance to it, even though it was a chase scene <clears throat> essentially. Um, I think it was a movie about hope. Really? Revenant was awesome. Like I don't get, Unless it's for special effects, I, like The Martian, why is that even? I it, mean, it it looked like a really high to me. Honestly, it was like a really high, super super high quality thing you see on the Sci Fi Channel. Yeah, I mean, I, it was. It, a, I liked the it movie. Was a fun movie. Yeah, it's. I don't see why it's getting an Oscar now. I have not seen Bridge of Spies, Revenant. Uh, I if it doesn't win like cinematography and a bunch of stuff like that. This just isn't clean. I don't know what those awards are for. And if man, I tell you, the ringer that 
Leonardo DiCaprio put himself through for that movie. Mm-hmm. If he does not, he is not going to win. And I, I, I really want to see this the the Danish girl, which is about the first transgender like operation stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, Eddie uh, Redmayne, I guess how to pronounce his last name. He was in the last uh, Wachowski movie, yeah. um, Jupiter Ascending. Pretty cool. The first uh, this is the first time I thought, think I'd seen him in something big. Um, Jersey Girl, Jennifer Lawrence, and Joy. It's supposed to be a good movie. I, I, I heard it, it had uh, there was mixed reviews on it. The, the early reviews were glowing until they act, the movie actually came out, and then there was sort of mixed reaction yeah. to it. Uh, the Room is supposed to be really good. Uh, room. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, I think is that Brie Larson. I think so. yeah, Brie Larson. Yeah. That's supposed to be really good. I have zero idea what that's about. Yeah. Brooklyn is, I heard a little bit on NPR the other day. That's uh, uh, supposedly a sort of a, it's got a romantic love story in it and it's compelling. Mm, sort of like know. Fifty Shades of Grey in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. And the big short. That's supposed to be awesome. It's good. I don't, it's good entertainment. Super entertaining. I think it's sort of a flavor of the month thing. I don't get right. how it's oscar worthy it's it's flavor of the month thing i guess it's got a lot of really popular actors and it's quirky and it's different and it touches on serious topics of wall street and the financial meltdown and if i had to be a betting man i would probably put my money on and i have not seen this movie a bridge of spies tom um, hanks tom hanks it did well i think it did okay internationally came um, came when i i saw ads for it and i was like i'll catch that yeah on, i'll I, catch I'm, that on the i'm kind of almost out on this 60s, 50s, 40s. This is 50s spy thriller things. Kind of, yeah. There's been so many of those over the years. I'm kind of out on that. Yeah, that needs to wait till it's uh, it's retro again. I what I do find surprising, and I like um, Fassbender a lot. This Steve Jobs movie did terrible, if yeah. I remember correctly, and it was widely panned. Yeah. But he's nominated for Best Actress and Kate Winslet, uh, Best Actor, and Kate Winslet's nominated is he, is he, for Is he the Danish girl? Supporting. <laughs> Well, I think it's, and they was talking about that on, on the radio the other day is that you have movies that are critically acclaimed and then you have, cause it's inside baseball, right? With mm-hmm. the Academy Award right. nominations for really good performances from a personal acting level. Mm-hmm. And that's why Fassbender and Winslet got the nod for this movie that was sort of panned. The one of all this, the two that I love, uh, Christian Bale in the big short. Have you read the book? Mm-mm. No. He he does, he plays a a a guy the guy with uh, Aspergers, and um, awesome job. And Jennifer Jason Lee from Hateful Eight. Yeah. 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 Have you seen Hateful Eight? No, not yet. Yeah, it's good. I heard it was good. It's good. I and wish I, I wish I would have saw it over like awesome, the, over at the IMAX when yeah. they had it out. Beautiful Dude, cinematography in that movie is amazing. Yeah, a lot of people sort of have their nose up in the air about Tarantino. Either you love him or you don't love yeah. him. I think I've, I can't really think of a movie besides, uh, the, um, uh, the, uh, the vampire one. That's the, I hate that movie. Yeah. All of his other stuff. I love, uh, but yeah, I feel he like makes good movies. He makes some, his movies range in from genre to being kind of a drive-in movie. Which yeah. I love. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, but, his thing. But hateful eight is beautifully shot and i want to say he did it on 75 millimeter film yeah and he he it looks amazing and he is he wanted it shown exclusively at, yeah. in the imax the big big screen right. format and 
I think he's I think he's sort of one of the I think he's underrated. He's very well known, but I think he's a little people think he's just he's he does He's his, got a little bit of a stick. Yeah, and he just stays but, and this is the one movie that I think totally if you watch it and you're watching it with a critical eye, he's doing a lot of really really cool stuff in it. Yeah, I've got I've You'll, you'll I've like uh, I I rented it from Pirate Bay, so I still need to watch it. <laughs> uh, there's so much stuff. It's we're getting into that time that's you know with new shows coming on. I'm just man, uh-huh. I'm, I'm just starting to pick pick my heroes. That's why uh, Blacklist may fall off for yeah. me because man, they have they have deemed it unworthy of my time. Speaking of one, now would Gotham fall off for you? Um, because I thought that's what you said earlier in the break. It. So it, I thought you were major, major. I love super the huge. show. I love the show, but there's so much, and I feel like I'm already starting to fall behind. Right. But I want to see, I want to see Mister Freeze. So it's not going to fall off for me. Okay. I, I, I doubt it. No. So something that is in the danger zone for me of, of falling off, and and starts again tomorrow is Blind Spot. Oh, so, it's that. That's definitely yeah. I, I think, I think I, you're already out, right? I'm out. So I'm in danger of being out, but in danger of being out just because there's so much other stuff in. And yeah. if I had to sit down and prioritize them, it would be a little, a little bit down there. So I think it, the numbers were fantastic. Yeah, for the first part. It's of the just, first it's to me, it's like it's, it seems like it's a potpourri of, of other shows. Yeah, procedurals well, and, and, and I think it romance has a su- and, like season two, season three. Unless there's some really well constructed thing on the other side of this, like I think that it's going to get a little old. Yeah, and I know that because I know that was the big reveal at the end of last season is that uh, she, right, the tattooed lady, which I thought that was, was interesting. The, yeah, that it was you. It was me. They're calling from inside the house. <laughs> so yeah, that's an uh, orphan thought, black's about to kick out. Oh. And that's a, that's that's a for sure. That's I mean, a for sure. They that, have not they have not worn me down. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of almost. I like Orphan Black so much that I'm afraid of getting disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> if it's not just total awesomeness. He didn't, didn't ask me to the prom this year. Yeah, you know, because it if they if the story starts to wind wind down and they just let it drag on forever, I'll, that'll be a huge disappointment because I love that show. Right. We're almost forty mile forty miles forty, 40 miles. minutes in. Okay. Do we want to switch to Walking Dead? I say, uh, I say. Well, uh, let me uh, let me talk a uh, talk a little bit about not not long uh, Kung Fu Panda three. Uh-huh. Uh, that almost sort of it it sort of flew under my radar because this is the third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, took Nicholas to see it yesterday. Um, really enjoyed it. Yeah, super that's what I've heard. It's really really super good. fun. A little derivative of the previous ones to be but it's the art direction's beautiful and the animation is just is really gorgeous funny um not i heard it's really touching very touching has a good uh good heart to it uh good emotional message to it about you know that they because they're very dance around with talking about the idea of you know buddhism Mm -hmm. and that whole zen idea and gotta free your chi yeah exactly it's like i bought two chi so it's i I thought it was i thought it uh, did really well it's um it's already at it's been out i think about a month and it's uh, it's at 128 million domestic 
Not bad. Not bad. It's $314 million worldwide. So it's not doing bad. They're all right. They're still up. I guess maybe it came... I don't know. It uh, released January 29th. So it's been out, yeah, about a month. And uh, it's still going strong. It was uh, up near the top in the top five this this weekend. So good for them yeah it's a good it's a good movie if anybody hasn't seen it out there it's one of those ones that's really nice to see on the big screen because it's gorgeous yep yeah quick uh episode two season two episode two better call Saul. okay talk about it i like the first episode coming back yep you binged through uh season one yeah i'm totally totally caught up um Episode two is really, really good. Why am I looking at the dark tower on this monitor? Um, because that's what's on the monitor. Was there something you'd want to look at? Um, breasts. <laughs> oh, what's this? No, <laughs> no, I do not need to see. Look how it's all grayed out. That's yeah. so weird. <laughs> it's like watching watching uh, watching dude shower <laughs> with with chubbies. <laughs> um, uh, so. The love interest thing is good. They start to paint the picture of how this doesn't continue because she's AJ squared away lawyer. Yeah. And he has been the rules quite a bit. Lawyer guy. Um, they're starting to set up his whole, you know, continue to set up his lipping Jimmy connections to the criminal underworld and how he, you know, gets roped into that. Um, I like the way the series is going. Uh, Odin Kirk, I think, is killing it. He's fantastic. He's, I wonder if uh, uh, Crosby stills national. Uh, if uh, the guy who's in with uh, Mr. Show, mm-hmm. David Cosby, Crosby, um, Cross, David, David Cross, Cross. <laughs> David Cross, Bing Crosby. I loved Mr. Show. Dude. I love Mr. Show. Before I die, I'm gonna fuck me a fish. One of my favorite favorite lines of anything. And that was. Uh, cross, yeah, it was cross. It was, yeah. and they were reenacting uh, lifeboat. Bill Cosby, yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, I wonder if he he's because they you know that was their sort of their launch. Mm-hmm. They're you know they're well known in the uh, in the uh, comedians mm-hmm. and uh, Odenkirk man he sort of took off. Yeah, well, That's, he's Breaking Bad was a great launch vehicle for him. The article that I read this week on Better Call Saul talked about. The that they are well past the spinoff curse, yeah, and that it was as at least good or maybe even slightly better than the original, which may have never happened before. Well, Breaking Bad, yeah, um, I like it. Um, I like it as much in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a different. St- take but you know and it's from not a directorial I think standpoint I think it, I th- I think there's it's, a lot of similarities well, like yeah. how it's shot yeah and stuff. well and it's it's very it's you know the same creator and mm-hmm. writer uh it's it's not just breaking bad was so much about walter white mm-hmm. and he had you know a strong cast around him but he was such a dominant central character that it everything careened around him Right, and this it's about him uh, slipping Jimmy, but it, it's it brings the level of the actors around him are 
very important to the story as well. So he's not so much up on such a pedestal above that everybody's revolving around him. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I like, I like the story. Yeah, no. And the other article that I read was about Ehrmantraut and, um, Jonathan Banks and their take was that his, that he's the, the, not the star. He's the linchpin. You can't wait till he's in a scene, right? Yeah. When he was killed. Uh, whoa! Spoiler alert. <laughs> when he was, uh, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, sorry. Uh, when he was killed off in, in he died in, in Breaking uh, Bad. In Breaking Bad, yeah. Just he went crazy in the Expanse, and he mm-hmm. he stepped on Earth three. Um, when he he was character was killed off, I was like, I was bummed out. I was seriously mm-hmm. bummed out because I loved his character, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, what you got to do that? But right. now, now he's such he's. It's like that's why I love that he's in this this show because it's it's taking place before those events, uh, to a certain extent, um, and it's you get to see a lot of him, and he is a really interesting character. Yeah. But they were the, that article was basically saying that he's the one shining star in a so-so show, and I disagree with that piece. I, but I do I believe totally I disagree. With I do that. agree with. I can't wait. Don't, I know that they're building up to a scene that's going to have him in it just to see what he's going to do yeah, and how he's going to react and, 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 and stuff. So um, like that one episode is called Pimento. Yeah. Where he shows up with nothing but a pimento cheese sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> because some people call it the caviar of the South. <laughs> I don't know. Have I ever had, I, I guess I'm talking to myself, but I'm saying it out loud in, into a microphone. Have I ever had a pimento cheese sandwich? I've never had a cheese pimento cheese sandwich. I love pimento cheese, though. I guess I've Which had I don't it. even know what's in it other than Pimentos. grated cheese and some other stuff. Pimentos, I guess. <laughs> I what is a pimento? It's like an olive or something. Well, it's what they stick inside. That. It's the right, right thing. Right, but it's another like... It's a tomato, right? Some type of fruit. Or I don't think so. Tomato is a fruit. Right, it is. Technically. So... Look up that look that shit up, dude. How do you spell pimento? Is it P I M E N T O? Mento. Pimentos. Pimento. The fresh maker. The fresh maker. There we go. Yeah, it's like a. It looks like a. It's pepper. a pepper. I said tomato. That's sort of similar. <laughs> <laughs> they grow. They grow on vines. <laughs> it looks like a bell pepper. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, so yeah, like I said, it's fruit. I'm glad I didn't bet a dollar on that one. Though. I know it's red. Uh, I have trouble with red and green. You know that. I know. Yeah. Another term for allspice. Is oh. allspice made from pimento? I guess. What's funny, I was watching a cooking well, you show know, the, the other all, day. The allspice must flow. I know. I was watching a cooking show the other day, and it's the worst cooks in America. And the, the girls, <laughs> I know what show the girls love it. Yeah. And um, so Bobby Flay is taught Solomon, and, and he says, oh, it's got allspice in it. And they look at him real weird, and he's like, it doesn't mean that all the spices are in there. It's a, it's a very particular spice. It's called allspice. Um, the girls were giggling about that. But anyway, um, Better Call Saul. I'm totally digging it. I am too. I can't wait to see where he goes. Hopefully they've got a really... The other thing I'm digging, I would be pissed if they did a lot of flash forward to when he, the black and white, you know, when he's at yeah. Cinnabon, yeah. if there was a ton of that, but it's just like two minutes at episode one, of season one. I love that. And two minutes of episode one of season two. And that's a, that's enough. That's all you yeah. need. 
that's such a light touch for how browbeaten we get with some ideas that I that's awesome. Vince Gillian, uh, Gillian, Gilligan, Gilligan, Gilligan. Is it Gillian? Gillian. Okay, God, it's confusing <laughs> me. I'm going to call him, meet him in public. Hey, Mister Gilligan, skipper too. <laughs> and uh, I think they they do some of the some some of the best writing. They really they really put the time in to make these shows awesome and yep. compelling. So yeah, you're right. It's just the right amount. That they're not because if it let's say they did two minutes of every episode, it'd be way too much. Yeah, and that's little black and white. Here's where he's at now. Now let's go back even further in time. Yeah, I like it's, it. Uh, I, I I need to watch. Uh, I'll do that after Walking Dead tonight. Uh, I'll watch uh, season two, episode two of uh, I didn't catch it from last week yet. Yep, because it comes on tomorrow, right? Or it comes on tonight after Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah, that's how they do it. Better call Saul. So, um, Walking Dead. Let's segue to that. That's right. We segued it. Um, I'm liking this season. I can't. I I can't tell you that I I enjoyed. <laughs> I'm enjoying some of these episodes, especially this last one. Uh, I don't know, man. It's. I guess I'm liking it. What I, I was it? <sighs> what What did you not like about it? Uh, Jesus. I am the same thing. I like, I, it was, well, I don't understand. And here's like, okay, talk about being browbeaten a little bit with a plot point. The whole, we meet a stranger. Um, we don't know if he's good. We don't know if he's bad, but we're going to bring him back into our midst anyway. Because again, we're so wanting to show and express our humanity that we're willing to constantly put our the entirety of everybody's lives in danger. Right. It was a little bit, hmm. And the whole, <clears throat> again, these are our heroes. They're supposed to be the crafty veterans of the zombie apocalypse. They get their keys stolen. Yes. They let's, get let's go, Brian, their van could, stolen. Could you please go through the list of JV moves that they, happened in that episode? They catch up to him and get their stuff back. He then tags along on top of the thing when he's tied to the, by the side of the road. Somehow he's able to get on top of the... Quietly. The thing. They then make another rookie move and their cash of stuff they've just found is at the bottom of a lake. Yeah. And they spend all this effort and instead of doing what you think would the intelligent thing as survivors would be is to either shoot that fucker mm-hmm. or we got a whole van full of val- extremely valuable f- uh, food chock full. Let's just get back. Screw, yeah. Screw this guy. And when he's not worth your time. And then when Rick goes, you know, We've got all this stuff in the back, but let's go back a different way and just see what's down there. No, you've got an incredible store load of cash in the back of this fucking truck. Get, Get home. Get back to the ranch. It. I believe somebody at work said that that episode was directed by a guy, one of the guys who directed an episode or a couple of the episodes of Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh. And I was like, well, that makes sense. It felt like it felt like one of those episodes it, it was, was very jv move after J- and it's our two two of the main no two the of the main four who badasses 
are just making dumb decision after dumb. They're out like they're bumbling around like it's their first rodeo. Yeah. Did not understand it at all. And it was annoying. Yeah. It was annoying. Yeah. And uh, um, Homeboy's uh, mom made a made a guest appearance tromping around out in the, mm-hmm. out in the, out in the trees. So I, d- I do like that they are finding moments like that to have some emotionality. Although I didn't know that that one was super good, but it, it's important yeah, um, to keep these moments. And, but what I, so I'm trying to think of all the other couples that, you know, obviously, um, it's, it's zombie apocalypse. So finding a little bit of respite, a little bit of love, a little bit of human companionship is rare and a good thing <clears throat> when Glenn and what's her nuts hooked up and they become a couple Maggie what's her nuts. Yeah. Disrespectful. The other, you know, uh, relationships that have been throughout the seasons felt real to me. Yeah. I don't know that I, I'm not buying by the Rick and Michonne thing. I'm not, I felt the same way. I saw, I, I started laughing when, when I was like, why am I laughing? <laughs> it's like, but yeah, I'm not buying the vibe between them at all. I've never, I've, I've never gotten that vibe. I've for always bu- seen their vibe. And that's the perfect way to describe it as warrior to warrior respect. Yeah. And a little bit of tension around like, you're kind of crazy. No, 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 you're crazy. But mutual respect and admiration for how what they're willing to do to help the group. Yeah. Right? That's all I've never I've never gotten and then, the sense the sense that there was a, a, a love connection yeah. going, about to happen. So when it happened, that's when I was I giggled, you know, I was like, you know, what what was it what was it text me <laughs> jungle fever yeah i was like another spike lee joint and i was like and it just made me laugh because it was so unexpected and i was like and it was well, like, it was jarring it was jarring i didn't it feel was, like there was any build-up around and it. there's no you know there's uh, uh, interracial couples that's no big deal who I cares care. who care who care but it was those two and i was like no nah, i'm not buying that at all and um, so, what are they going to do? Play house together now? Or right. What, so, what's that, how's that going to work? Well, I mean, I, I feel like you have to have some of that, but um, I just not get so that, at the that beginning from of the show when Michonne was in her bathrobe and all jovial and stuff. I I, I was having a really hard time timeline wise. I was like, all right, is this a flash forward or is this a dream? That this is a this is went it went forward to give. Carl, some time to heal up. No, no, no. I don't. And I know that, but I oh, mean, you saw it, thought maybe they're uh, they cured the zombie. And I knew she lived in the house, right? Yeah. But um, it was a little bit of like connectiveness and sharing smiles that I had never seen those characters do before. Yeah, I don't recall it anyway. They and did. then they made it. Did you watch the Talking Dead afterwards? No. They made a big deal. <clears throat> What's his nuts made a big deal about? Oh, the. Rick? The Twitter sphere has wanted this forever, and they're calling it Rashone, Rick and Michonne. And I was like, "Well, I mean, I'm not that big of a follower on Twitter of this, but I've never seen that before." I saw it, but I saw it, and it looked like it was being pimped by AMC. Yeah, a certain amount of this stuff that, like, they're they're then, trying to force it. And then, um, let it happen naturally. I know. And then, uh, so it was. I guess there was enough stuff on Twitter from that beginning scene where I was just like, "Why is she in a bathrobe?" And Rick's Get in the bathroom, getting ready, 
what have I missed? If something, have we pushed forward in time from that episode? And then they're going to come back to the episode. Oh, they're playing house and come back. Sort of three off. Or a dream. Sort of three off. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess it did a lot of people because the, one of the first things they addressed and Nathan Fillion is, was on a uh, talking dead last week. One of the first things that they addressed was Michonne said, or the actress said, Michonne lives in that house. Why are people freaking out that she's in her bathrobe and up there? Because it's the context is so dramatically different. She's always been down in in that room by herself, brooding. You know, because she's always putting the yeah her sword up on the thing and she's taking it down. And and it's never been like the three of them interacting in a romantic, familyish way, except for this yeah. one scene that started the episode. And I was just like, "What the fuck's going on?" Yeah, I'd, I mean, I think that's the first time we've ever seen her out of her, 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 what she always wears, her, right. her tromping around, chopping shit up. Suit, <laughs> right. For lack of a better term. And, and I mean, so I was, I was totally like, taken aback. I just was like, yeah, it was so weird. It was, it was a weird episode. And if there has been like romantic exchanges between them, glances or verbiage, I have totally missed it. Well, I wonder, cause there's that time jump between after, uh, the, what was it episode episode nine uh no way out mm-hmm. when at the end when we think is carl gonna die dad. and he's uh carl squeezes his dad's hand and then the very next episode it's like two or three months into the future so carl is up and around and moping and tromping around with uh what's her face um the girl jss yeah yeah We'll call her Sade <laughs> until I, I bothered to look it up. Um, so yeah, it was. I don't know. It was the, that episode weirded me out. It was. It was not. It looked like filler to me. It mm-hmm. felt like filler in a lot of ways. Because I could, I, I could almost, <coughs> especially the whole Jesus thing. I could almost Please. buy um, them having a sexual relationship. But it's just on, like, like angry sex. Yeah, a, you know, like we've got all this energy and neither one of us have anybody. So we hooked up. We're just, we're just going to throw down and, but it was this, I got you some mints yeah. and the passing of the mints and the hand holding. Awkward. I, I was watching it and I, I'm like, okay, I guess I know where they're going, but I, yeah. I, they're that bus is way ahead of me. Cause I never saw it. Sort of, it caught, it caught me un, unawares and the, the whole, like we was talking about how JB, uh, uh, Daryl and Rick yes. were acting. I was like, this is so out of character for them I that it's unbelievable. Some- it's it was unbelievable. It was yeah. un- it was non plausible. Yeah, that was like no. They and went this from dude- hardcore veterans two episodes ago to now everything in this episode is a JV move. Yeah, yeah. The I I don't know. Tonight's uh, season six episode eleven is called Knots Untie. Um, the uh, show summary, uh, this is off of amc.com. Uh, after Rick comes to the real realization that Alexandria might not be as safe as he thought, decisions must be made about where to go from here. So we're going to tie up Jesus, put him in a room with dry, with a lot of glass windows and drywall and surprise <laughs> you got out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an escape artist. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And obviously they have to push the story forward. And Negan's gonna come in and yeah, um, killed his guys. Yeah. yeah, and did you? I saw a thing. Um, somebody to post a picture, and I didn't have a, a, a chance to watch it or look into it, see if it was photoshopped or not. 
But right before the motorcycles blow up, in the background, like way back, there's a car watching. Oh, it's maybe maybe Negan. Or other guys, and that's how Negan. Negan. That's actually yes, Negan. It's like that's how. How's that pronounced? They find out that Alexandria is there. I guess is somebody's watching. That's what they were saying. And again, I couldn't tell if the f- picture had been photoshopped because I just quickly looked at it. Yeah, uh, on the uh, they the on Reddit, the Walking Dead uh, subreddit, um, they always do a post episode discussion thread mm-hmm. and this one got a lot of uh upvotes and uh, somebody gilded it uh somebody simply said gabriel's gonna be thrilled when he hears that daryl and rick found jesus <laughs> <laughs> and uh somebody underneath it said best jesus joke here and and uh and somebody else said uh, i like that jesus took the wheel one too <laughs> so, <laughs> so this thread the, the comedians are out <laughs> Well, what was weird too, and and I don't know this actor, but you know Michonne, obviously her hairpiece and the whole thing is all fake. Yeah, and it was really super obvious that this guy has on a heavy hoodie out where it's super hot in the south. He's got it pulled over his long hair because he's got a wig on. Yeah, and it the, the they couldn't get, find a dude with long hair. The, the get up that he was wearing is like. Oh, I'm sorry. You're on the wrong set. The Badlands is right over this <laughs> way. <laughs> exactly. And he so, was so. And it, this bumps me a little bit too, is that when you're living in the world the way it is now, car batteries are going to be going dead all over the place. So they leave town in a car ad, mm-hmm. and then they come back with a shitty view. It's. Where do they keep on getting all? I guess there's a lot of dealerships, of course, and there's all these cars just in there. Stuff would be. It's, people are going to be filthy, filthy ass dirty yeah. in this world at this point. Was it going two years after the apocalypse? Yeah. Nothing's going to be new. Uh, stuff's going to be. You're going to be finding less and less stuff that. Oh, look, it's still in the package. You know? No, again, they find that truckload full of all brand new stuff. I, there's, I just a don't. A pro. Gets in that truck and immediately drives back to town. Because that is, that is life. Yeah. That is life in that container. And you, that is, everything has to be viewed as any type of supplies is how much more time does this buy us in this world? Mm-hmm. And then they're doing all this stupid stuff. And then somebody in that Reddit thread said they want to find that hole where they're chasing Jesus around in that field before the, the, the truck backs into the water and play the yakety sax music yeah. over it. It's just so dumb. It's like, and those zombies are tied to a tractor and they've been there for two years apparently. And as soon as they drive up, the zombies break their ropes and come after them. Well, of course it's like, man, this is fear of the walking dead, dude. The well, influences. <laughs> it was, uh, it was weird. It was a weird episode. And, and I guess maybe juxtaposed against how good, it's been the last three, four episodes. It's it we'll was see. it was off putting. So tonight, they they got some explaining to do, Lucy. Yeah, yeah, they got some explaining to do. Yeah, and I get the whole we need to take a break for an episode and have a little bit of somehow put some action in there, and maybe that's what they were thought, thinking that it's like the a, Jesus thing. But yeah, it's like in a live uh, telecast, and they're telling them they have to stay on air, and the the, the, the producers back there going stretch it out yeah. so that, let's throw the filler episode out there it was just it was dumb and it, and it jumps took out me of that out truck of, it took it took me out of the the show 
big time. Yeah. And Darryl I don't like that. Jumps out of the truck, is chasing Jesus through the field. <laughs> Rick Just reflect even, on what you're saying. I know. <laughs> I found Jesus. <laughs> Rick doesn't even park the truck. This big ass truck full of stuff. He's driving it through this field, parks it backwards towards a lake. And you gotta you gotta assume that there's there's some a, a certain amount of perishables in that truck. So you're gonna go bouncing through a, a rutted old field. It doesn't make any sense. And it's it. it and was, what do they give a fuck about this guy? Maybe they had a rider drive that drive on, leave him running around that field. Yeah, obviously he. You know. And and just how how they're being almost cute with it, well, that he's showing off how what an escape artist he is. It just I wasn't buying any of it. And then they kept on trying to sell me stuff I was not interested in buying. I felt like Amway was at my door, and I was like, "No, sir, please." You know, it'd be good to see that that scene done with some Benny Hill music. Yeah, the wackety sax. That's what. Yeah, that's what. That's what they was talking about. Yeah. That th- and uh, I'm gonna go home and do that because <laughs> it was just so it it bothered me. I don't mind if a show, if they slip a gear a little bit and then they, you know, they write the write themselves and keep going. But that 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 episode, episode ten, just kept on doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. And there was I only my bullshit meter only goes so so high, and they they topped it out in that episode. So, so I was a little disappointed. Hopefully tonight's a different story. <clears throat> Better be. Better be. Yeah. So, but it's uh, like I said, uh, yeah, season six, episode eleven, knots untie. So, um, so Jesus uh, being able to get out of those ropes, maybe Alexander is not safe anymore. So we'll see, and it, it could be this. Uh, maybe this is the intro where Negan makes his appearance. It could, but, but yet again, though, if it ends up being the same trope, the governor. Of- the governor. Letting in the outsider is always the bad thing, yet we continue to do it. We keep falling for this every time, and then somehow Jesus lets in Negan or Nigan or whatever his name is. That'll be a little... Mm. Or maybe it's a case of uh, Jesus saves. Mm, he could. He could. Very well could. We're, we're over an hour. We're an hour and ten minutes. All right. So we'll we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what our... Uh, our come pro- on, come our on, pronouncement is come on, walking dead. Be yeah. good, be good. Be yeah, good. I'm already out on the black. Going, I'm tiptoeing out the door on blacklist through the tulips. Yeah, so there you go. To Benny Hill music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 